We've got veteran indie rocker Scott McCoy here to tell us about his unique fantasy league and his brand new album, Made in Quarantine. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have not had the three go-throughs yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, May 6th. I'm Al Melkier, and I am joined today by a very special guest. Very excited. We have Scott McCoy here. Uh, if you listen to college radio in the 80s, uh, you probably know uh, Young Fresh Fellows. He's been, uh, well, he was a co-founder of the baseball project, uh, Filthy Friends, the Minus Five, and a band you might be familiar with uh, called R.E.M. Uh, so, Scott, welcome so much to uh, Fantasy Baseball in 15. Great to be here with you, Al. Uh, yep. So, uh, we will certainly talk about, uh, the new projects that you have going on. Uh, but you know, we have here to, to talk about fantasy baseball as well. So, uh, how did things, <laughs> well, actually I was going to ask you, how did things go in, in your league in, in 2019? But I think, you know, for people who aren't familiar with your fantasy league, we should maybe provide a little bit of context. So you're in a league with, uh, some members from REM, Stephen Malkness from, uh, pavement. Uh, what, what was the, the, origin of that league and uh how has that evolved well it started out as a um as sort of a uh, a byproduct of the baseball project um we had we were recorded this first record we were going to put it out and uh, our label yep rock thought well maybe you should have a, a fantasy league to go along with it and i'd always avoided getting involved with fantasy baseball because I knew the kind of person I am that I would get really intense about it. (laughs) And I really felt like I didn't have time to, to put hours and hours into a fantasy baseball league, but it turns out I have had that time (laughs) (laughs) and I shouldn't have, but I've spent so much time on fantasy baseball over the last 10 years, I guess. No, God, it's been like 12 years, I think now. Um, I think we started the league in 2008. Um, and um, I'd, I'd seen Mike Mills in REM dressing rooms, not spending time on fantasy sports. I'd seen him. He said, oh, it doesn't take that much time. And I was like, yeah, I've seen you. <laughs> I sit in these dressing rooms with you, watch you spend hours upon hours doing it. So I knew that was, uh, he was feeding me a line. But, um, and, you know, I really got into it as I knew I would. I won the first year and then I was, I was hooked and I just, um, uh, oh my God, it's just, I just, I, I can't even imagine how much time I've spent on fantasy baseball, but I, but I, I pretty much only kept it to fantasy baseball. I don't do golf, football and tennis, everything that Mike does. Mike does all of them, but uh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where, where, I don't know where you all find the time, even just for one uh, fantasy league, much less uh, multiple leagues yeah. and multiple sports. Uh, so there was a really good piece that, um, goes into even more detail about your league uh, on SB Nation came out about a year ago and it referred to you as the league's perennial champ. So uh, <laughs> did you uh, live up to that in 2019? I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. I did. And I, I wouldn't really say I'm the perennial champ. I've won maybe four or five times out of the 
12 years. So I, I've, I've won the, the most often, but I wouldn't say, I don't know if I qualify as perennial, but I think I've won the last two or three years. And I, I didn't think I was going to win at all last year. I didn't think I, I had a chance. Um, I was way behind. Mike was running away with the league halfway through. He was, he, he, he was like up over a hundred in points and the rest of us were like at 80 or less, you know, but um, somehow I just uh, put together a big rally and uh, I managed to, uh, to, to sweep them away. And I, I got there again. I don't really know how I did it, exactly, <laughs> but, uh, but I was did. There, was there somebody uh, in the late season who got really hot and, and sort of carried the team on, on his shoulders? Well, you know what, actually I can pinpoint the turning point for me. It was halfway through the year and uh, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie was uh, a new guy in our league last year. Um, and I made a trade with him for Juan Soto. And, and you know, Soto was a known quality um, contributor at that point. But I had a feeling he was going to really, really going to do it all. And... And he did. And I, I gave up a good pitcher for him and it was a couple other guys involved, but um, that really made the difference because I just needed somebody who would get on base and contribute in all, in all categories. And, uh, and he was the one. So that, that, it wasn't just him, but that was the turning point for me where that turned my team around for sure. Yeah, well, a lot of people would sort of like to have Juan Soto uh, for the stretch run in any yeah. sort of league. Yeah. Uh, so, so this is a really cool format. Um, it's a five-by-five five league, uh-huh. uh, 12, 12-teamer with uh, on-base percentage instead of average quality starts instead of wins and saves and holds instead of just saves. I have That's that right. right, correct? That's yeah. right. That's right. Good. So um, did, did that evolve uh, over time, or have you had that format for a while? No, it started with the – it was the, the standard one with um, – average and uh bat- batting average and uh um wins you know that we and and saves were was we only really changed it up a couple years ago i think we um two or three years ago we changed we changed over to bat- uh, on base percentage uh, maybe three years ago and then uh, yes then a couple years ago we changed from wins to quality starts and uh then i think the last thing was changing over the saves to um to wins and to saves and holds. And the, that I think is, I think it's pretty good where it is now. I mean, I do like all those changes a lot, um, a lot, but uh, I think um, I don't feel the need to do anything else differently. The next big question is steals. Steals are kind of the, the bane of uh, us <laughs> fantasy baseball people, but you know, but you just deal with that. Yeah, I mean, do you have any thoughts about what to do with steals as a, as a category? It's something that we, we've discussed on the show at some point. Uh, do you think it's something that would just be dropped as a category? I or? don't know, but what, what, would you, what would you replace it with? I mean, that's the, that's, I'd be interested to hear what you think about that because it, it, it is less important, but, I mean, you can, you can actually, a lot of guys on our team just write it off and just consider it a loss and don't even bother with trying to get steals. You know, I'm sure that you've, you've had that experience too. But I feel like if I can just kind of get a couple guys and come where, somewhere in the middle of the, of the board on steals, that then, then it'll kind of take care of itself. But, but I don't know where, where would you go without steals? What would you replace it with? 
Yeah, well, first of all, I, I wouldn't really be in favor of replacing it. I could see possibly dropping it, but uh-huh. uh, you know, if you wanted to reward the the speed aspect of the game, you know, maybe doubles and triples. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to think because yeah, that's not really double counted um, right. in the in the other category. So that's obviously something that you have to think about. But I, I have to say, I'm not crazy about that idea myself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, trip, trip, triples are sort of a a loss, a losing a losing a uh, thing too. I mean, you know, you triples are pretty pretty rare too these days. You know, I mean. Uh, so it's, it's really, it'd be really hard to target very many people to get, we're going to get you a lot of triples too. Yeah. Infield yeah. hits. I don't know. <laughs> it's something <laughs> yeah. that we'll have to grapple with. I think over the next couple of years, if, uh, things trend yeah. the, the way that they, they have been, uh, have you had your 2020 draft yet? We did. Um, we were going to have it, you know, um, early or mid, mid March because there were some games starting earlier, in uh, Japan, I guess. But, um, so we were going to have it right before that, but then I thought, what's the point? So I talked to our commissioner, he put it up off for another month. And then I just completely forgot about the draft. Normally I would have been all hyped. I would have done some, 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 um, draft, some, some mock drafts and stuff like that, but I did not even think about it. And when we had it last, uh, Sunday, I guess it was no, a week ago, last Sunday, um, I completely forgot about it and I didn't even realize it was happening until an hour and a half into it. So I was just like, well, I guess I'm auto drafting. And I think almost, I mean, most of the, our, our people in our league did auto auto draft too, because I just felt like it just, it just didn't feel right. I just, I, I didn't really care like normal, like I normally would, you know, and I feel, cause I, I, I really had my doubts that they're going to play any baseball at all this year, you know, honestly. And, and, and if they do, what's it going to mean to, to the standings in regular baseball and, and how's it going to work pan out in, in fantasy baseball? It just, um, you know, and so I, I got my team, I looked at it. It was terrible because I didn't take part in the draft (laughs) and, uh, and, but you know, I'm just, I'm really struggling with, with caring about it as much as usual. And I'm a guy who usually gets really, really hyped up around draft time. You know, you think that might change when, and if there's uh, an, an opening day that that's finally settled upon. It will, I will, I will, I will pay attention then, but right now I'm not even, I mean, I looked at my team and I was like half, half my team. I would replace immediately. <laughs> I, I would, <laughs> I would drop half of them, but uh, looking at the, at the players available, there's not really anybody I want either. So I don't know what happened, but I just like, I feel like, wow, this is, this is really terrible. But so I'm just ignoring it right now. I'm really am. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I got Cody Bellinger. So I, I must've gotten the second or third or the second or third pick, I assume. But, um, but, um, but after that, it was, it was a real drop off. Okay. Well, at least, <laughs> at least got, you got, I got no pitching. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, at least you've got a, a strong uh, offensive centerpiece to build around. But uh, yes. no, yeah. I, I understand that because I, you know, I had a couple of drafts after um, the uh, announcement to to put baseball on hold uh, occurred, and it was a little unsettling. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was almost a little bit of a forced feeling to uh, yeah. be as excited as I normally am. So I, I certainly under understand that. Um, yeah, and I was going to ask you if you're doing baseball things. Uh, 
in in lieu of uh, Major League Baseball in terms of watching uh, the KBO, which just started on Tuesday, or the CPBL, or doing some sim leagues. But then, you know, I discovered. Scott, in, in preparation for the show, I knew you had your your solo album out, which we'll talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But then I discovered you've also got uh, some new things coming out from Young Fresh Fellows and the No Ones. So mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like you're you're more than busy with uh, you know with the music part of your life. Yes, I'm very busy, and and that in fact I was I was in a fever trying to finish that record the that I released on Bandcamp last week. I was in full on uh, fever of trying to get it finished when I realized our draft was happening. <laughs> I was down in the studio and I saw a couple of people sent texts. Uh, Are we drafting? <laughs> I was like, uh, yep. And I was like, oh, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I was really uh, involved with that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was going to be really busy right now. I was going to be uh, having a month long tour in, in March and April uh, touring with the No Ones in in um, Norway, and then doing a tour with Luke Haynes um, in in the UK. So I was going to be gone for a month in March and April, and I would have, you know, in a, in a normal situation, I still would have been staying up late at night and making moves on my <laughs> fantasy leagues. But uh, since I, that all went away, but you know, it's it's just a weird time. It really is. I mean, I'm trying to to be positive and try to, to, to keep working and doing things, but it's, it's been really hard. It's been really hard to be, um, to be inspired. That's kind of why I, I, I made that record. I just, I set a goal for me, just make a record right now and have it finished in less than two weeks. Just, just to give myself something to do, to force myself to be inspired, I guess, or something, you know? So, uh, yeah, before we talk about more of that, I want people to know where to find this. As you mentioned, it's on Bandcamp. If people go to scottthehoople.bandcamp.com, uh, and you actually did the the album under the the name Scott the Hoople, which I love, yes. by the way. Uh, and <laughs> it's called uh, Sad Box and Other Hits. Uh, so you did this start to finish in two weeks. You started writing uh, a little over, what, three weeks ago? and and. Yeah, basically, wow. I mean, I, I'd, I'd written the one song, Sad Box, a couple weeks earlier. It was sort of um, a thing. Peter Buck is living in Portland, but across town, so I haven't seen him for six weeks. But um, he he was going to Seven Eleven every day. There was a Seven Eleven open still by his house, and he'd go and pick up whatever sundries he needed. And there was he. He was sending pictures of these singing chickens that he'd found there that they were selling at the at the Seven uh, Eleven. There was two of them in this box, and uh, and then he bought them. And so then the box was empty. And Mike Mills said, "It's such a sad box." <laughs> and, and I just ran with that. I just wrote this song about the chickens are gone, and it, it's it sounds like a really silly song, but it it doesn't sound silly when you hear the song. It sounds like a sad song. And so that was the one that kind of got me going. And I thought, well, I wrote that song. And this was maybe a week or two later, a couple of weeks later, I said, I wrote that one song. I can write more songs. And so I just decided then I was going to, I was going to do um, a, an album and it, yeah, it took like less than two weeks to do the rest of it. 
Um, but I will honestly say I didn't write all the songs on the spot. Some of them were songs I'd had around. Some of them were songs that, a lot of them were songs that maybe had started and needed finishing. Some of them were brand new. Um, but, you know, it was kind of a mixed bag, but but they all really fit together really well. I, I, I was able to pick um, some things that kind of had the the feeling of, of isolation and and um, being uh, alone and and uh, singing the blues a little bit, I guess you know. Uh, yeah, no, that's certainly the the vibe I got from it, especially uh-huh. uh, from the the, the lead off track uh, uh-huh. as well. Um, so uh, I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, been having it on heavy rotation uh, since it came out just a few days ago. Oh, thanks, uh, yeah, my my pleasure. Uh, I want to go back in time just a little bit, talk about the baseball project. Yeah, and uh, actually, I've got to uh, shoehorn in our featured read. Every show we have a featured read, and this one's from uh, Andy McCullough. What the f is with this guy? The day Doc Ellis threw at every Cincinnati Red. Great piece, really entertaining. And so, Scott, I don't know if you've um, read that I, piece. I saw it. I saw it. But I did. Uh, somebody put the comments. In the comments, somebody put the lyrics to the day Doc went hunting heads, uh, a song that you wrote and sang for the baseball project. Uh-huh. Uh, in in the comments, which I just thought was fantastic. Yeah, it was. I, I was I was amazed. I I saw the article. I was like, whoa! Somebody wrote a somebody finally wrote about you know the other the other Doc Ellis. You know the the less famous of, of many exploits, but you know we all know the most famous one. But um, um, I was I was happy that somebody recognize that day because i think it's a it's a fascinating story you know it really is and i of course i had to i tweeted that you know about for people should read this story it's a great story i go but it's faster to listen to our song <laughs> <laughs> that's true and it's, it's definitely more prone to make you want to you know bang your head a little bit too yes, uh, than, yeah. than andy's version but yeah. they're both they're both great I, versions i i love the i love the article it was really it was really well done there was a few things that i hadn't um, discovered about it. I mean, I, I researched it as well as I could when I wrote the song, but um, he found some things that I hadn't heard about. A lot of it was the, you know, was pretty spot on with what I'd written, but um, but there were some interesting things and, and he, he wrote it really well. It was a really good story. Uh, well, I agree. So I uh, definitely urge everybody to check that out. Yes. And I guess we'll, we'll have a featured song of the day, uh, the day Doc went hunting heads on the third uh, baseball project uh, album. Yes. So, uh, well, Scott, I, I wish that for today, this show was uh, music in 60 instead of fantasy baseball in 15. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'd like to talk more about the baseball project, uh, yeah. talk more about uh, filthy friends. Uh, both of those albums are fantastic, but uh, Unfortunately, we got to wrap this one up. So uh, I, I do thank you uh, very much. This has been uh, Scott McCoy uh, from the Baseball Project REM and, and many, many other bands. Uh, and you can find Scott on Twitter at Scott McMinus5, the number five. Yeah. And uh, Scott, always a pleasure to talk. Oh, to you too. Hey, uh, I'll, let me just say real quick. I, I, I did remember that I I've, one of the things I've been doing here at home is I, I mixed a uh, a live performance of the baseball project from uh, five years ago from space in uh, Evanston, Chicago. And that's going to be put up sometime. Yep. Rock's going to put that up in the next week or so, I think. So it's a pretty good show. It's, it's pretty entertaining. So I just throw that out there. It'll be up on Bandcamp at some point. Oh, that's great. Okay. And I was going to ask yeah. where people can find that. And yeah. and while we're at it, where can people find the new material from uh, the no ones and from young fresh fellows? 
Um, the no ones is is on Bandcamp, and it's you know it's it, the record is out. It's, it came out the the vinyl uh, came out on Yep Rock, so it's it, you can order it from Yep Rock, um, and it's a great album. I heartily recommend it. The the Fellows record would have been out last week. Uh, it was going to come out on Record Store Day, but they pushed Record Store Day back, so now they split it up into three different Record Store Days coming up. So I'm not sure. Young Fresh Fellows record will come out on one of those record store days that was supposed to be out last week, but so it's not available yet at this point. Okay, I did see a video though that looks like you yes. you filmed it in quarantine. Uh, very yes, well done. We, we, did, we did a quarantine video. That was the first <laughs> first video I ever edited together. I I figured out how to do it on my computer. That's another thing you can teach yourself when you're in quarantine. Teach <laughs> yeah, to make I'll... make videos. <laughs> Well, you've definitely kept yourself busy. Uh, I found it on uh, Twitter. Is there any place else people can, or no, actually, I'm sorry, YouTube. Yes, it is. Uh, it is the Young Fresh Fellows. It's on Yep Rock uh, TV or whatever, Young Fresh Fellows TV. It's, 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 it's out there. Yeah, it's easy to find. All right. Fantastic. Well, Scott, thanks again. Really appreciate right. you taking the time. And so we're going to wrap things up here for this episode of Fantasy Baseball 15. If you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, you can get 40% off a subscription at theathletic.com slash baseball and 15, or you can access everything through a 90-day free trial. Everything we do, including uh, Andy's great piece uh, on Doc Ellis uh, and everything else, everything in fantasy, that's all going to be part of your subscription. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you take the time to do that. So once again, thanks to Scott McCoy for joining us. I am Al Melkier, and we will be back with you on Thursday. Thanks, Al. 